From the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, this is Nebraska Farmcast. I'm Ryan Evans. In 2017, the University of Nebraska-Lincoln's Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources, along with Nebraska Extension, committed to implementing a multidisciplinary beef systems initiative to develop and implement beef production systems across Nebraska. A parallel project supported by the Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research brought together a panel of agricultural lenders from across Nebraska to advise UNL researchers on financial considerations for producers who are implementing new or expanding existing operations. The panel of lenders first met in 2019 and recently reconvened from June 27th to the 30th, 2023, to assess the shifts in economic conditions and lender perspectives over the past four years. They discussed everything from the challenges posed by drought and rising inflation to the nuances of cash flow management and obstacles facing the next generation of farmers. Jay Parsons, a professor and farm and ranch management specialist with the Center for Ag Profitability here at Nebraska, was part of both discussions, and he joins me now to talk more about what was covered this past June when the Ag Lenders panel held their forums. Hi, Jay. Thanks for joining me again. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Yeah, so can you just start by giving us an overview of the purpose of the Ag Lenders panel that you attended and why getting their perspectives is useful? Yeah, well, this is a, it's tied to a project that we had here at University of Nebraska-Lincoln on, uh, and was funded by the Foundation for Food and Agricultural Research. And as a part of that, we just basically proposed that we'd have an Ag Lenders panel that we'd get input on. Because um, like a lot of research here at the university, that project involves adoption of new technology, helping the younger producers uh, come on board to an operation, that kind of stuff. Um, so we're always interested in the perspective of lenders of what they're seeing out there in terms of just the overall mood, financial uh, situation in terms of uh, making those things happen. And the first key point from uh, the lenders that you highlighted in your article up on cap.unl.edu was the impact of drought and how that's demonstrated the need for good drought management planning. So what were some of their concerns on the lenders panel about how drought has impacted livestock producers and then how they've been able to weather the storm or not? Yeah, well, it's interesting. It's not necessarily a concern. It's just kind of an observation of how, how things have played out. Um, you know, anytime that we have a drought, people destock uh, because they don't have the feed resources for it. Uh, in this case, we had extremely high cattle prices. So a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot, but a significant number of people have destocked without the without plans to restock, right, as, as forage returns. So that was one of the observations that they had there. The other one was for those that did have a good drought management plan, that they're going to really benefit from that because we're going to, you know, we, we have high cattle prices. They see them, and we see them, quite frankly, persisting for a little while um, because that rebuilding of the herd is going to take some time. Um, so those that were able to keep their numbers up are going to be able to uh, basically uh, benefit from that, those high prices for the next year or so. Great. And another takeaway focused on inflation, which you've been, of course, hearing a lot about and rising interest rates. So can you just share what the lender perspectives were on inflation and higher interest rates and then how those factors are posing new challenges compared to the past? Well, it's really interesting because, you know, a lot of farmers have been in the business for some time. So they were, and a lot of these lenders have too. So they remember the 1980s when interest rates were extremely high, much higher than they are today. So, so it's kind of interesting, the perspective that for the older generation, these interest rates aren't, don't really phase them that much. Um, you know, 
they've seen it before. They've they've lived through it before, and, and they realize you know it's part of doing business. Um, probably the biggest takeaway from the comments that the lenders made was just how much more difficult this makes it for the younger generation because we we've had a lot of money uh, into the economy. We've had uh, quite a bit of inflation, which of course has triggered the increase in, in interest rates, and all of those factors just make it really hard uh, and really difficult for the next uh, generation, the younger generation, to get started in it in ag because uh, it just presents a lot of risk to them, right? If they want to take out a loan, it's a high interest cost. And they're kind of forced into that situation because the high input costs and what it costs just to get involved in agriculture today. Yeah. And uh, on the importance of cash flow management, did you learn anything from what the lenders are seeing across the state? Uh, maybe key things producers should keep in mind when it comes to managing their cash flow. Well, there's a couple of things there. One of them is, is that with the high interest rates, we've seen that trickled into, you know, fixed um, interest, like on land purchases, right? For example, in a mortgage. Um, and so there's not really a good option to refinance a mortgage to free up cash to cover any cash flow issues because, you know, a lot of them have mortgages in that four or 5% range. And of course, the refinance would, would involve taking a, a pretty big hit in terms of the interest uh, rate that you'd be getting there. Um, so that's one observation there, that, that that lever or that tool isn't available for a lot of people to handle any cash flow issues. The other observation is just how many uh, folks, um, you know, we know this from working with them. Some people are really good at keeping track of cash flow. They do it on a regular basis. It's a part of doing business. Other folks, not so much. And it's still a majority of people don't stay on top of their cash flow projections and cash flow realities as well as they should. Um, and so that's just kind of a general observation that it continues to be an issue uh, with a lot of producers just understanding that even though they may have a lot of cash because of different payments and, and you know, all the influx that we had with the COVID money and so on, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's there for them to spend because they may need it uh, in the next year or two if commodity prices come back down. Yeah. And uh, so you talked a little bit about interest rates, high input costs being uh, maybe a little bit of a barrier right now, and not to mention the price of land, especially for beginning farmers. Um, what were some of the barriers that might have been identified on the panel? And if there were possible solutions discussed for uh, beginning farmers and conquering those barriers right now? Yeah, well, um, you know, it was it was interesting because uh, the lenders, there's a little frustration, I guess, is the way I would say it, that people haven't been really uh, taking a concrete, uh, focused, committed approach to actually solving this issue with, with young producers. One of the one of the lenders made a comment about, you know, maybe we need to be more creative with tax credits and things like that. And, you know, you just think about some of the different things that we do policy-wise and what, what that creates somewhat for the younger generation. You know, there's a lot of connections there. I, I, I'm not big on on the death tax kind of thing, you know, that we need to tax people uh, estates really heavily, but it does have an impact, right? When, you, when you're able to uh, um, not have to be creative with your estate and, and take advantage of different credits available to actually lower that burden, it, it sort of just presents itself to where you just pass it down to the next generation and maybe the incentive is to cash it out. And we got a lot of outside money coming into ag um, and uh, they tend to bid land up, tend to bid those resources up, and that younger generation just makes it harder for them to get started in it unless they're born into it and have it, you know, available to them as an opportunity. Yeah, and I'm sure that leaves, you know, a lot of farms susceptible to um, being part of consolidation for 
larger farms. And I know you wrote in the article that the panel did touch on this trend toward larger, more specialized farms. So what were some implication Im, implications of consolidation for smaller and mid-size operations that they discussed? Yeah, well, you just think about, you know, the dynamics with small business and large business, right? In general, even, even away from ag, small businesses tend to work more locally, mm-hmm. use local financing options, lo- use local input resources and those kind of things. As your business grows and gets larger, you get, um, you know, these economies of scale and economies of size, you're able to reach further out. Uh, radius wise to get your inputs and to get your lending opportunities and things like that. So, so as operations consolidate and get larger and larger, um, their reach, I guess, in terms of the inputs and lending resources and so on moves further and further away from that main street, small town, uh, um, options. Great. And last thing, if there's one item, one thing that you hope that readers and listeners could take away from uh, your observations here reporting on the lenders panel, what would that be? Or what what was one thing that stuck with you from that panel that you hope that producers remember? Well, just like everything in ag, it's a system, you know, this is, we call things lending systems, financial systems, and so on. And so there's always uh, different uh, connections that maybe you're not getting at the first, uh, uh, first pass, I guess, at it. Um, but the thing is, is there are some really uh, significant things that people need to, we need to address, right? We need to address issues with helping farmers through cash flow situations. We definitely need to address some issues with the, with the young producers providing that opportunity for them to get started and become the next generation. If we don't focus on some of those things, we're going to continue to see what we have seen over the num- last number of years, which is more and more consolidation to bigger and bigger farms further and further away from the family farm situation that a lot of us value and, and put a lot of uh, effort into helping succeed. So um, just like anything else, if you don't address it, the trends continue. Absolutely. Well, great insight here from Jay Parsons. He's a professor of agricultural economics and extension farm and ranch management specialist with our Center for Ag Profitability here at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. Do check out his article for more on what happened during this lenders panel discussion. That's on our website at cap.unl.edu. Jay, thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Nebraska Farmcast is a production of the Center for Agricultural Profitability at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. For the latest research-based information and education resources to manage your farm or ranch operation, visit our website at cap.unl.edu. That's cap.unl.edu.